0: Human trafficking true crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233733. Hello everyone out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for being here. I'm Shannon LeBrie, and you're listening to Human Trafficking, True Crime, presented by Last Word. We're the one and only podcast telling the truth about human trafficking, and we aim to give victims and survivors the last word. I just want to say hello to Megan, who is our unofficial, official <laughs> ho- co-host here.
1: Hello, hello. How's it going, Megan? You know, it's going.
0: It's it gets going. <laughs> We're here for another case. Um, but before we get started, I do just want to say that I'm super thankful for everyone that's here and that's following and sharing um, all of our... Social medias and downloading the podcast and listening to us. And if you like what you hear and you want to help support the show, there's a few ways that you guys can do that. You can start by donating at lastwordbysl.com. You can follow us on Human Trafficking LW Pod on Instagram. You can also shop our merch at lastwordbysl.com. You can rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you stream from and you can share the podcast tell all of your friends about it share it on social media and get the word out there so that people can start listening to what we have to say uh, and you can also be sure to follow us on our brand page which is last underscore by sl on instagram or just last word on facebook so Enough of all of our business stuff. Uh, Again, I just want to say thank you for being here. And without further ado, we'll get started. Let's do it. Let's do it. A 23-year-old recent college graduate is set to start a new career. She's got plans to earn her master's degree. She's just moved into a new apartment and recently purchased a puppy. Her life is soaring and everything is falling into place. When her father wins a cruise vacation, he decides to take the entire family along on what's set to be a memorable time, sailing all through the Caribbean. But when their daughter goes missing in the early morning hours only days into the cruise, it turns out to be the family vacation from hell. With years of leads and reported sightings, it is confirmed that their daughter was sold into sex trafficking tonight we give amy lynn bradley the last word Welcome, Megan.
1: Hello. I know hello. we already said hello,
0: and welcome. But how's it going?
1: It's going all right. I'm yeah. hoping we got better or a, not as sad of a story that's about to happen.
0: Well, they're all sad, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all sad. So brace okay. yourself because this one's this one's definitely a roller coaster.
1: Okay, I'm mentally preparing.
0: Yeah, and it takes place on a cruise and i know you're getting ready to go on a cruise so like i'm not trying to scare yeah. you on your your vacation i've personally been on a lot of cruises so they this are will be fun, my first but... one so oh, hopefully i think this was her first one too so <laughs>
1: oh, so many similarities
0: yeah. hey but you're you're obviously in a position where you are aware of what's going on
1: yeah
0: and h- what human trafficking is this story takes place years ago so human trafficking wasn't as prevalent as it is now it definitely isn't as prevalent as i would like it to be as far as people knowing about it and having open communication but with that being said you're more aware about the risks and vulnerabilities than unfortunately amy was so you have that on your side well but that's good hopefully just be mindful <laughs> and have fun it'll be fine <laughs> I will say, since this happened, the cruise lines have definitely improved their, I don't even, I I don't want to say investigations, but their processes and procedures when people go missing. So you do have that on your side, but there is no laws in international (laughs) water and you are not under... If you don't know this, you're about to learn. If you go on a cruise, you are not guaranteed to be under like if you're an American citizen and you get on a cruise, you American laws don't apply to you because you're in maritime right like right. at that point. And I think that your laws are based off of wherever the cruise line is registered so like if say they're registered out of switzerland like they govern switzerland laws so like i you're not That's crazy yeah 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 international waters is definitely a a big gray area for sure so we'll get started without any more interruptions i guess <laughs> a little segue there yeah right a little <laughs> segue Amy Lynn Bradley was born on May 12th, 1974 to Ron and Ivy Bradley. Uh, the couple would later have a boy, Amy's younger brother, Brad. Brad Bradley. <laughs> just, I'm sure he has probably heard that joke so many times. But Never gets old. <laughs> does it doesn't. <laughs> Amy and her family lived in Chesterville, Virginia. And after graduating high school, Amy would attend Longwood University in Farm... Farmville Virginia on a full basketball scholarship uh and from my research she actually was the only only student at the time to have gotten a full scholarship for acad- uh not academics for sports so wow yeah so that's pretty pretty cool and I think In some of the reports I read, she actually had multiple scholarships for this, but she chose to go with the basketball scholarship. I think she had a swimming one as well, but she graduated with a degree in physical education and was um, actually getting preparing to earn her master's degree in sports psychology. She was also a certified lifeguard at the time, and that will come into play later. So by March of 1998... Amy had moved into a new apartment and was going to be starting a new job. And she actually had just purchased an English bulldog named Daisy that she was set to pick up upon returning from this family vacation. Amy's father, Ron, had won a cruise through his work and he decided to take the entire family along. So the Bradley family flew from their home in Virginia to San Juan, Puerto Rico to board the Royal Caribbean cruise ship Rhapsody of the Sea. Is that what you're going on? Yeah, it is. Well, it's Royal
1: Caribbean, but. Oh, I'm, I'm like, wait, sure you're going that on one. the Rhapsody of the <laughs> that Sea? That would be really weird. If you are, I need you to
0: take all these pictures and like, no, I'm just kidding. But you're, you're going on a Royal Caribbean and not. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yes, we okay. are. Okay anyway so they leave Virginia they fly to San Juan Puerto Rico and they're getting on the Royal Caribbean cruise ship Rhapsody of the Sea which at the time was I think only a year old the ship was pretty new um this was a seven-day cruise starting on Saturday March 21st and it was leaving from San Juan Puerto Rico like I had stated and they were stopping in um Aruba Curaçao, St. Martin, and then St. Thomas before returning back to San Juan on Saturday, March 28th, 1998. From the start, Amy was pretty vocal uh, about not wanting to go on this cruise. Uh, Even though she was a certified lifeguard and a strong swimmer, the open waters and the idea of being on this boat just kind of made her uneasy I think, personally, for me, looking back on this, I'm like, maybe she just had a gut intuition about that, something that not... fair. Yeah. yeah. But after convincing her, like, the family, you know, after them convincing her, she decides to go on this trip. So Amy's story starts on March 23rd, 1998. The Rhapsody of the Sea had departed San Juan, which was their you know home port if you will and their first port of call was aruba which they were there on march 23rd the bradley family disembarked the boat that day uh but not before stopping and taking a photo on the gangplank i think is what it's called like the the entryway, yeah, right? The yeah, way to right. get off and on the boat. And you'll notice this when you go like there's they're constantly taking pictures that you then can purchase later. And so the family stops, they take their little portrait, and we'll have all of these photos on the blogs, but um they would spend the day on the island doing all the normal tourist activities and then they would return to the boat later that afternoon. Now, according to my research, the ship didn't actually depart Aruba until around 1 a.m. on Tuesday, March 24th. So that's actually not uncommon. I've been on cruise ships, like I've stated before, and sometimes they have hard deadlines. Like, you have to be back because we're leaving, you know, an hour after the doors close or whatever. But at this—and then I've been on cruises where they let you— You know, they're there maybe until later in the night and you Mm -hmm. have until 1 a.m. to get back on the boat or whatever. So at this particular spot, they don't leave Aruba until around one, according to my research. And earlier, Amy had been asked by members of the crew to go hang out at a bar, which is right off the boat. So that's another thing that you'll notice for people who've never been on cruises. When you dock at ports, there's... They, they trap you right there, right? You got the duty-free tax place and all the bars and they want you to buy all the trinkets and it's all jacked up prices and all the things. But there's typically a lot of restaurants and bars in that area. So you can, you know, party it up and then just walk back to the boat. And so... These crew members had asked if she wanted to go hang out at the bar, which is, you know, right off the dock. And the bar was called Carlos and Charlie's, which is actually the same bar that Natalie Holloway was last seen at in 2005. Hmm. Yeah. Amy uh, told her family that she wasn't going anywhere with them, that those dudes gave her the creeps and that she (laughs) would prefer to stay on the boat with the family so Amy and her family would attend the formal dinner on the cruise that night so we're talking March 23rd and that night they take more pictures and her and Brad her brother were there's and we'll have these pictures on the blog as well um they're in their whole getup, right they're formal yeah Tux, I'm assuming nice yeah long dresses. I think prom like prom, prom. photos okay. yeah yeah you know formal attire Um, and they take their picture and then after dinner, the family attends the party that's going on, on the upper deck. And it's during that time that, uh, Ivy and Amy, her mom, they go up to the fourth deck to look at the photos that the crews had taken earlier that day. Um, and that's when her mom noticed that like all the photos of Amy were gone And the crew states that they had remembered printing them and putting them with the other photos, but they couldn't find them. And her mom asks them, you know, well, can you reprint them? And they're like, yeah, no problem. They'll be ready the next day. They continue to go about their business. No big deal. Uh, At some point, the parents decide to retire to their room, you know brad and amy are younger Mm -hmm. their parents probably are like we're done we're calling it a night but brad and amy they're partying it up i mean they're young they're partying it up and once the party ends on the upper deck they make their way to the 24-hour clubs that's on the boat which i have been on a boat that had one of these as well it's just a club that's got music playing content granted. 10 o'clock in the morning, there's really not a whole lot of people there. But at 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, people are still partying up. They don't want to go back to their rooms. Mm -hmm. There's people in this club. Amy was seen... um, I should go back. When they were on the upper deck, Amy was seen dancing with a man named Alistair Douglas, who was the bass player for the band that was on board, the Blue Orchid. Um, So... Then they make their way to the disco club, and after a night of partying, Brad leaves the club, and his card is used to enter the room at around 3.35 in the morning on March 24th. Uh, Amy would follow Brad back to the room literally only minutes later. Okay. And then her and Brad are out on the balcony talking when Brad finally decides to turn in for the night. Amy had told Brad she wasn't feeling well like the boat was kind of making her nauseous so she stays out on the balcony and Amy's dad would wake up around 530 and he would see Amy on the balcony and her legs were up and he just has stated that he thought she was sleeping and he has remained steadfast that the door to the balcony was closed. Now, not all cruise room, like, state rooms have balconies. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like, you're upgrading. I've stayed in rooms that were, like, there's no windows in the room. (laughs) It's, like, pitch black when you turn, like, the lights off. But they had a room that had a balcony. And so that's the balcony that she was on was in their room. Private balcony, I guess you could say. So he states that the door was closed when he woke up around 530. He falls back asleep and wakes up 30 minutes later and notices that Amy's gone and the doors left open. He notices that she changed her clothes and she took her cigarettes, but that her shoes were left behind. Now, at this point, the ship is coming into port. They're coming into the port of Curacao, which is their next stop. So this was all happening while they were out sailing to the next port. Right, so they're partying, then they leave Aruba, and then they're still partying. And then I think it was, I read that it was only 70 miles or so. So it's not far. So it's a slow cruise Mm -hmm. to the next port. That's typically how cruises do. Like, they'll haul it if it's really far. Like, they'll haul it to the first port, and then it's, like, leisurely going to the next stop, next stop, and then you're booking it back when the cruise is over. So they're they leave Aruba and now they're on their way to Curacao and they're getting ready at this point, like the ship's coming in to Curacao. Um, They're coming into the port. And after the father can't find Amy, like on the ship, he, you know, he leaves the room, goes around looking for her and he can't find her. He wakes up his wife. And in some of the interviews I've seen, like she, said that she instantly knew something was wrong just by the look on his face. Like, he couldn't find Amy. So the family all start looking for Amy, and they alert crew members on board after they've searched and they still can't find her, and they ask them to do a boat-wide page. Um, But they refuse, saying that it's too early in the morning and that it would scare the passengers. And her mom begs them not to open the doors and not to let anyone off mm-hmm. the boat until they can find her daughter. But it just falls on deaf ears. So the ship at this point is now docked in Curacao. And the crew opens the door and or the doors and they allow the 2000 passengers to exit. Wow. Yeah. The first page for Amy would go out around 10 minutes to 8 on the 24th of March, 1998. But by this point, a large portion of the passengers, they've all disembarked. Yeah, they're all off to the next port. So the captain ultimately agrees to do a search of the 999 rooms throughout 10 decks at around 12 p.m. that day. So the family literally just spends this day trying to wrap their head around, like, what's going on? Where's our daughter? They're, you know, trying to figure things out. And by 5 p.m., they still can't find Amy, and the captain informs the Bradleys that their search didn't turn anything up. And the captain at that time suggested that she could have fallen over on the balcony. And the family says no. Like, there's no way she was afraid of the railing it you know she didn't want to go on this cruise anyways, and it just all made her uneasy, so they were adamant that that was not the case um and then another crew member had suggested that maybe she had killed herself, like jumped off and committed suicide.
1: Wow, that's like okay
0: <laughs> right right i I don't know how I would take that if you're like trying to find i yeah. I'm trying to be, find your family. Yeah,
1: I'd be super offended, I think, for one. And two, just immediately like, okay, I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah,
0: you need to go. Bye, Felicia. Mm-hmm. Um, So another crew member at that point suggests that she might be found on the island of Curacao. And the captain informs the Bradleys that if they stay on the boat, And she's found in Curacao that they wouldn't be able to get off the boat. They're not going to have a way to get the Bradleys back to Curacao once they leave. And they've got at that point about four hours before the boat is set to take off to the next destination, which is St. Martin. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, think about this. That's like, a really... Wow. Think about, like, when someone goes missing and you're, you know... But this is on another level because you're on a cruise and, like, time is a ticket. Yeah, you, like, have a,
1: you have a time clock that you have to follow.
0: It's, it's not the family's fault that it took them four hours to start their search. But... Right. I also... I mean, I understand on the standpoint of she was an adult, but I feel like cruise lines are a little different. Like, someone goes missing... You need to be. Th- that's different. Like, th- yeah. And cruise boats are. But this boat was over a thousand feet long. Like, it's a big boat, but not a thousand feet. Was it a thousand? Thousand foot cruise line. Thousand yeah. feet.
1: That's a lot of. It's ground a big cover. boat.
0: It's a huge boat. So, like, you're. You'll see when you go on. Like, I've gotten on cruises where. You can literally be looking for your friends and you're just going in circles, <laughs> like passing them and they're looking for you. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why you always kind of have like a, this is our common, our like common space. Like you can't, you know what I mean? Like your meeting space, if you will. Yeah. I don't know. So it's at this point, like they've got four hours before the boat set to take off for St. Martin and the family ultimately makes the decision to get off the boat.
1: Okay. So they, I mean, I
0: feel like everybody would make that decision. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do if I was with my family. Part of me would be like, all right, you two are staying, you know what I mean? I'm getting yeah. not like split up. But, Divide and conquer. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm never in this situation. And this is 1998. Like this is not in today's time. Like mm-hmm. I remember even just 10 years ago when you'd go on a cruise, you couldn't use your cell phones. Like there was no Wi-Fi on board. Now that's way different now. You can pay for Wi-Fi plans and stuff. But even in 98, cell phones weren't even that. Like those were very rare if you had one. So aside from that, like you're leaving your ship going to another country like it, it's just a lot so they make this decision and they get off and they immediately go to the embassy on the island but it's closed and they actually managed to get in touch with the fbi but it will be 48 hours before anyone can arrive i'm sorry 24 hours it'll be 24 hours before anyone can arrive uh so The Bradleys, like I said, decide to stay in Curacao and they wait for the FBI. Now, once the FBI arrives, they meet with the family and they immediately go back to the cruise boat, which is now in St. Martin. So the FBI meets the family in Curacao and they all book it to the boat. Now, once they arrive... And the FBI's there, it's discovered that the captain's search of the boat was not actually a full scale search of all the staterooms and Mm -hmm. locations, but it was rather just the common areas, which the Bradleys had already. I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. Right. Well, (laughs) nobody ever is because nothing ever, nothing's ever done correctly. So. They just do a search and of the common areas in the bathroom. So the FBI at that point starts interviewing crew members and passengers. They will conduct lie detector detector tests on several crew members, including the band mate, Alistair Douglas, who's also known as Yellow, but we'll refer to him as Alistair. Now, Amy's brother, Brad, would later recall a weird encounter that he had had with Alistair in the early morning hours when they were searching for Amy, but the formal announcement hadn't been made yet. Alistair comes up to him and tells Brad, like, I'm sorry to hear about your sister, which at the time I don't think he thought that that was weird, but after... Everything that's conspired, he's kind of like, yeah, that was weird because no one knew. Yeah, yeah. So another weird encounter happened when Alistair was coming out of his lie detector test uh, with the FBI. He, like, apparently gives, like, a thumbs up in this cocky-like way that, like, I passed. And her father states that it took everything in him to keep composure and not go after him. Like, my dad probably <laughs> no. would have thrown him overboard. Yeah, there would have been hands thrown. Mm. hmm So, once the Bradleys got back on the boat and the FBI was there, the mom, Ivy, was confronted by two girls who had said that they had been looking for her and that they had seen Amy with the band member, Alistair, in the early, early morning hours before she went missing. And another witness stated she watched Amy and Alistair get off the glass elevators and enter the disco area. Alistair turned the music up, and then they both walked over to the bar area. Disco area is the Mm -hmm. 24-hour? Okay. Yeah. And the witness watched Alistair give Amy a drink that was dark in color whatever that means it could have been coke it could have been Mm -hmm. coffee it could have been you know Kahlua who knows could have been anything so she also states that the bartender that was there previously which who had been really friendly was later standoffish when she had asked him if he had remembered seeing Amy with Alistair and at that point another bartender who was a Hispanic woman got really upset and started telling this witness that the senorita had been kidnapped which was weird now this witness yeah this witness was subpoenaed and did appear in a federal grand jury in virginia and she testified that Alistair douglas was with amy before she disappeared so i think that that's credible she's credible to me right now, the Royal Dutch Marines had conduct- conducted a several-day search uh, which of the waters, which turned up nothing. Now, remember, the boat was coming into Curacao. So if she had fallen overboard, they would have found her body because they're not—they weren't out in the open water. They were near the port. Like, they were literally coming into the port. And you'll notice this when you go on your cruise, but, like— when you're coming into the port, you're close to land. So if right. she had fallen overboard, I personally think that her her body would have been found. And at she's that a point.
1: lifeguard. And so... that's
0: correct. She's a lifeguard. She was a strong swimmer. So even if she had fallen overboard, she probably would have been able to swim. But the other problem right. with that was if she had fallen over, the balcony to their room had. Like a a deck. There was a deck below them. Mm. It wasn't like a straight drop off. So she
1: could have hit her head. Right. But so, then it, there
0: would have been, I would think, some type of blood or something like but that. But did they check that? No, they don't. Girl, <laughs> girl, you should do some research on accidents that happen on cruise ships. They don't do no, anything. No, thank you. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> do it after you get back. So the Bradleys would end their cruise and return home without... Amy and they immediately go into action mode starting to get Amy's story out of the news and they put together a $200,000 reward for Amy's return. Uh, on April 21st, 1998, Brad and Ron, her brother and her father, they returned to Curacao to search for Amy and they're passing out flyers, they're you know, asking locals if they've seen her, anyone know anything, when a taxi driver tells them that he saw Amy the morning she went missing, that right after the cruise docked and people were coming off the boat, she came running up and asked him where a telephone was, uh, and he told her dad that, I wouldn't forget those green eyes, which... Amy had green eyes. Doesn't mean the dude saw Mm -hmm. Amy for sure, but it was a potential sighting. Now, four days into this search back in Curacao, Brad hears Amy call his name from a van. And so they start following this van and they catch up to it, but Amy's not in the van. Now, her brother later said in an interview that either they followed the wrong car or he just
1: he wanted it his
0: mind was hearing what he wanted to hear and that when i read that that was really sad to me i'm like i could see that where you really want to hear it but at the same time like how do you know maybe she was in another van and you just got them mixed up that's that's also true but man that's like hope ripped away right there right you'll never know so they return home after a week with no amy now in may of well let me back up so in the meantime like her family is doing all these interviews amy's story was featured on unsolved mysteries i actually that was the first time i heard this case i remember that episode uh she was also featured on america's most wanted and natalie holloway's mom has a show that she was also on that one as well um vanished or something i can't remember it'll come to me but so in may of 1999 after seeing amy's story on tv a man named david carmichael calls in a tip saying that he saw amy in august of 98 so only a few months after she went missing in curacao uh while he was he was there on a scuba diving trip now david carmichael carmichael is a canadian man and so he's in curacao On a scuba diving trip, and they're on the beach. Him and his, you know, companion, yeah, yeah, whoever he's with, um, and he sees a woman walking down the beach with two men, who take this woman into a cafe. Now he says that the woman, he felt like the woman was trying to come up to him and talk to him, but the men kind of just like ushered her into this establishment uh he later would accurately describe her tattoos and he also described a dosaki's watch that amy had been wearing when she disappeared and what i read was that information at the time was not released to the public so this tip became credible and it was considered number one tip yeah yeah so and To further my thoughts on David Carmichael's account and why I believe he did it, he refused to take the reward money. He was like, I'm not, I don't want that. Like, I'm just here. Genuinely to help. Right. He also accurately described this watch, like I said, to the FBI and a federal grand jury. So, And he has said that he has no doubt that it was Amy that he saw. Now, in August of 1999, the Bradley family hire a private investigator named Frank Jones. And he tells the Bradleys that he's a former U.S. Army Special Forces officer with a team made up of ex-Army Rangers and Navy SEALs and that they specialize in these, like, rescue operations. Okay. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, when your family's missing and this person said, you know, I'm sure he had some, he was convincing at the time. So he offers to help rescue Amy and the Bradleys pay for his services through Mm -hmm. some donations that were made and their own money. And over the course of his quote unquote investigation, he would send the Bradleys uh, a picture of a woman on a beach with a man who looks like he has like blonde hair and the woman uh has her back to the camera but you can see the tattoo on her back and it's in the same spot as amy's tattoo so the bradleys are like oh my god it's amy so they're hopeful at this point that they're going to get their daughter back. And right? Frank requests requests another $100,000 uh, because he has found Amy and she's being held captive and whatever. He gives them this like whole BS story. And so they're ready to give him this hundred grand, but... The Bradleys are completely tapped out of their resources at this point. And so Ron's employer, mind you, he's the one who, he won this trip through his work. So I would imagine Ron's employer probably felt a little guilty at some point. But also, like, this is the kind of employer I would want to work for. Like, this man's immediately like, I will pay the $100,000. We will get your daughter back. But before he offers up this money, this man does his due diligence and mm. he hires his own P.I. to investigate the P.I. <laughs> like to make a sure I. to do investigate. Yeah. Right.
1: But you know um, what I mean? Like he's yeah. making
0: sure that this money, because at that point, there that had, is a
1: lot of money.
0: It's a lot of money. And there had already been like an operation that, you know. He had convinced the Bradleys that he had found Amy, and they flew down to Miami and they were on standby for a week with a private jet ready to get her out of there, but then called and said, like, this big gunfight broke out. And so, whatever. So, at this point, he comes back with these pictures. They, you know, they want proof that Amy's alive. He sends these pictures. And then Amy's father, you know, they're ready to pay this. So the employer is ready to offer up the money. He hires this PI to vet out Frank Jones, which... Mm-hmm. Learn from other people's mistakes. Like, if someone you know goes missing and you're going to hire a PI, do your due diligence before Definitely, you offer up a sure hundred grand. Because I'm sure he knew
1: about the story and how desperate this family was to find it, that her... And not to mention, to be honest, Frank Jones sounds like every shady PI person I've ever heard about. And he, uh, for some reason, he lives in New York and he smokes cigars. <laughs>
0: is that what you're picturing yes
1: i am i'm picturing like a middle-aged man with a mustache and a cigar
0: between his fingers i'm sure he probably smokes cigars (laughs) because according to the second pi uh frank is not who he says he is Hmm. uh yeah so the family hires Well, Brad's employer hires this other P.I., does his investigation, and finds out that Frank Jones is really just taking their money, partying it up down in the islands, Mm. and he's a total con. Like, he wasn't even in the special forces, and they discover that the pictures that were provided were total fakes. The woman was paid they were stencil-on tattoos. And the man in the photo, I think, is actually Frank Jones in a wig.
1: <laughs> oh, my it, God. The odd dad. Audaz- oh, geez. Those types of people in this world. They
0: gave him over $200,000 mm. over the course of two years.
1: Please tell me they get at least a part of that back. Like, how do you... To my
0: knowledge, to date, they have not. Now, however, Frank Jones was sentenced to five years in prison for mail and wire fraud. And he was ordered to pay the family back. But to my knowledge, that has not happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So two years, they've wasted... And $200,000 of their money that their own money and money that was donated and two years of valuable time mm-hmm. wasted on this chode who's just trying to party it up and smoke cigars. Just trying
1: to take advantage of a a situation, a sad situation. People are sick
0: and this type of this type of shit happens a lot in cases where people are missing or they're, you know, they insert themselves into the situation and then, you know, take advantage of...
1: And they're like, hey, I can help you. I can do this. I can do that. Really, they just are... I don't get money. Or would,
0: yeah. exploitation or five minutes of just, fame. It's further exploitation of a family that's already going through hell. Mm-hmm. Like, there are sick people in the world. How do you... So I mean, I know we're talking about human trafficking. That is sick on another level. But, like, how do you even... We can go off on a tangent on this. Like, I just, I don't understand people. So another lead would come in 2001. Now, this was a lead from a U.S. Navy chief petty officer who was stationed on the U.S. Chandler, which was uh, docked in Curacao. I'm not sure if they were stationed in Curacao I I think they were stationed in Curacao but this officer states that he was sitting in a bar now I should note that the bar is a brothel Hmm. and he has stated that he saw two women in the bar and that one of the women walks over to him and tells him that her name is Amy Bradley and that she needs help He has never heard this name, Amy Bradley, and doesn't know that she's a missing person, obviously, but he notices that she's obviously American. So he tells her, like, you can walk five minutes that way to the boat and they'll help you if you need help. And she's, like, trying to tell him, like, no, you don't understand my name's Amy Bradley. Like, I can't leave. At which point, two men... Oh, my God. Approach her and they take her like out of the room. Now, he doesn't even report this to anyone because Navy personnel are not allowed. They were not allowed at this brothel. And so he doesn't say one, he doesn't know she's a missing person at the time. But two, he never says anything because the Brothel's supposed to be off limits, and he's not supposed to be there. Not to mention, I read a report that he was married at the time, so he doesn't say anything, and he doesn't even realize like what exactly what he could
1: have prevented, wow. right? Until
0: he sees Amy's photo on People Magazine later in the year in two thousand one. So he saw her in nineteen ninety nine. Imagine
1: having that moment where you're just like looking at a photo and you just go, holy shit. What have I done?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, according to my research, the FBI, when they got word of this, they went to investigate and the brothel had actually burned down at this point. And there was nothing left. And also, according to my research, the officer would later testify for uh, in front of a federal grand jury that he had seen Amy and that he actually had passed a polygraph test. Uh, he has declined to be publicly interviewed by the media. Um, apparently, years later, he agreed to be a part of Beth Holloway's uh, vanished program that I was talking about earlier. But it's reported that he dropped out at the last minute. He doesn't want to be associated with this, I guess.
1: Right. I I, that just sounds just I'm sure it's a mixture of both guilt and also just like not wanting to put his own name out there because he knows that he's going to get a lot of backlash for that.
0: Right. And I I mean, I get it. I grew up in a military family, you you know, don't want to do something that that could potentially jeopardize your career in Mm -hmm. the service so I don't think at the time he realized the severity of it the situation and I would like to think that people are good and that if he would have known the situation things maybe would have been different but unfortunately it's a lead that came two years you know late mm-hmm. later uh, but it just further solidifies that the family is now like Okay, we've got a lead from David Carmichael. We've got a lead from the chief petty officer. Like, she's alive and she's in Curacao and it sounds like she's being controlled by people and she's in a brothel, so she's obviously being exploited out. Mm -hmm. Um, Four more years would pass with no leads until an anonymous source sends photos to the Bradleys in 2005 of a woman that was being advertised on a back page for an ex, uh, escort service. And these photos, we will have the censored versions on our blog, but you can Google them and find them. Um, they're not, you know, she's not showing any... She has clothed in them, but it's very minimal yeah yeah so the website for my reports and my research was called the it I guess was connected in a way to the affordable adult vacations website which was a website that basically was an adult resort that you could rent women Mm. at wow yeah Now, apparently these photos were on the website until 2008. So I think the FBI gets involved. They tried to track the IP address, which is what's connected. The IP address was connected to this affordable adult vacations in the Margarita Island area. Um, And according to my research, the owner of this escort resort resort they still have resorts in the caribbean and i looked at their website and oh my god like there's i i don't know if it's like a current website but it was through investigating amy's story i came across like all of these women that were advertised through this site. And I just, was, it, and some of the verbiage on this website, I mean, it's disgusting. It was absolutely wow. like disgusting. Oh and you could God. rent these women by the hour for the entire duration of your trip, whatever. It's so gross. Um, and you've, I showed you the photos. Yes. You've seen them. I've seen the photos. Now, these photos were, investigated by I I don't know if they're called forensic whatever they these pictures were sent to the FBI they had specialists look at these photos and the Bradleys 100% believe that this is their daughter I personally look at these photos and I'm like Oh, my God, that looks like Amy. And it looks like exactly like I have said in the past. When you're in this lifestyle, you do not look all, you know, cookie cutter. Great. She looks worn out. She looks tired. She looks just beat down. She's aged
1: exponentially as well.
0: That is exactly what her mom said. That she looks like she's aged.
1: She looks like she's late 30s. Which she wouldn't. She wouldn't be that. No, she at that was twenty three. Yeah, so she'd be four years from that. So twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, she's aged quite a bit from the photos. Mm-hmm. They've changed her hair. They've put older dirt, a dirt, adult makeup on her. Yeah. Now and her hair
0: when she went missing, and you guys can look up her photos and see like was short when she went missing, but in this photo, it's. It reminds me of like an 80s style do. It really does. It's just kind of like wah, out there. Yeah, and her makeup kind of does as well. Yeah. 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 Um, but the investigation into those photos like the family they believe it's her and one of the investigators that specializes in like that kind of work. Lines the jaws up, like every every pinpoint that would you know, you're you're like the jaws, the nose, the eyes, all the things like lined up. And I understand people can get their ears pierced, but this lady also had all of the piercings in the ear. The only thing that was kind of like a bummer in the photos was, All of her identifying markers as far as tattoos were not the way she's laying like you wouldn't have been able to see them anyways. So Mm -hmm. there's no way to be like, oh, that's the exact same tattoo. Everything's kind of covered at that point. So uh, in 2005, a witness came forward saying that she had encountered Amy in the bathroom at a in a bathroom in Bridgetown, Barbados this a witness described amy as being with several men that were completely surrounding her and that she had overheard uh amy and these men discussing what sounded like an illegal deal while she was in the bathroom so Mm -hmm. these guys walk in while she was in the bathroom she kind of freaks out and hides like puts her feet up because i think she thought something was gonna happen and so she didn't want them to know she was in there but they leave and then she kind of talks to Amy and she says her name's Amy and at some point the men come back in and she the lady like books it out of there doesn't see them anymore but there's that those have been pretty much the main sightings of Amy Lynn Bradley. Now, in my research, I did come across a few others, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure on if they were accurate or not. So take that in mind. But I will put them out there. But I am giving this disclaimer that I cannot verify if these have been substantiated by the families, mm-hmm. like if this is legit or not. But there is a report. That I read that there was a possible sighting of Amy in two thousand in sorry in April of two thousand three in San Francisco at Fisherman's Wharf, and the individual was able to provide you know information about the men that Amy was with, and they did some uh, sketches, artist sketches of these people um and oh in california yeah now mm-hmm. this, like i said i haven't been able to substantiate this but apparently this sketch and the people in these sketches have been it's been rumored that Amy's been seen in three different locations at three different times by three different witnesses and it's kind of like they all provide the same so i i don't know but there is this interesting twist that i found that again like i said i have not been able to 100% confirm but there's a man named Alfred Cotton And apparently he worked at these affordable adult vacations. uh, And he was in charge of, like, their yacht, apparently. So... Of course they have a yacht. Yeah. I haven't seen a picture of this yacht, but I'm sure it's probably just some shitty-ass boat. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you look at these sickos, and they have a lot of money, so... But apparently he's in charge of like their reservations, then their scheduling. And it's been reported that Amy was seen with this man and that this might be the man, one of the men that she was with in California. Now I will say I have seen uh the composite sketch that is on the Charlie project page and it was on the FBI's like information about Amy. Uh Compared to this Alfred Cotton and it definitely makes you turn your head yeah it does he definitely is especially when you look at the one because the composite sketch has the man with a beard and in sunglasses and there's a photo of this man with his beard and it and sunglasses and you're just kind of like huh it does kind of resemble him like that's yeah. interesting now The thing with this man is apparently he has been indicted by the New York City grand jury after a federal investigation by Homeland Security and ICE. Uh, And these charges are for promoting prostitution. Um, What I could find on this was that the Justice Department. Um, and the Manhattan district attorney are not sharing any information about this man. And if there's any connection to Amy, they haven't, from my understanding and what I could find, haven't shared any of this information with the Bradleys themselves. And I'm not entirely sure where we stand with this dude now. Um, I wasn't able to find much out on him. So
1: right that is one that is a good lead though so maybe
0: more information will come forward soon yeah you could hope but amy to this date has not been found now alistair douglas from what i could find has been working and living in the caribbean or the caribbean tomato tomato however you say it Um, I will say I did do some research on the Affordable Adult Vacations group, and Mm. I was completely disgusted. But some of their uh, websites, if you will, are called Affordable Adult Vacations, Total Satisfaction, Total Satisfaction Plus, Alexis Club, My Wild Vacation, Adult Vacation Getaway, Tropical Adult Vacations, Caribbean Fantasy Tours. That is way
1: more than I thought it was going to be.
0: I also found out that their corporate offices were headquartered in Ontario, Canada. The lady that says that she saw Amy in 2005 worked with a sketch artist from Quantico and we will have those sketches up on the blog as well as uh, um, our social social channels but like I said some of the sketches of these men that they're these unknown male one and two that they're trying to find unknown male one looks very similar to this cotton dude so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure but That's pretty much Amy Bradley's story. I 100% fall that she could be in Curacao still. I I, I don't know if I believe the San Francisco one. I, I need a little bit more info on that one. And I couldn't substantiate a lot of that. It was just, it sounded like a lot of hearsay. And I only could find it on like one source. So... Take that one, like I said, with a grain of salt, but all of these others, these photos that have come out of Amy, the other reported sightings of Amy from David Carmichael to the lady in the bathroom. Those have all been substantiated from my understanding. I personally think that she is the victim of human trafficking and. I definitely
1: agree, too, and it's it's a different type of human trafficking than what we've talked about. on uh, previous episodes. And I don't know, for some reason, this one's just hitting a little bit more close to home. I don't know if it's because I'm about to go on a cruise or it's just the fact that there were so many missed opportunities that it really makes you sit there and think as a person, Wow, maybe before I go somewhere or even if I'm just walking down the street, I should just pay attention a little more.
0: Yeah. That's what I've said it in past episodes, but... Missing people, they don't have to be human trafficked, but missing people, human trafficked victims, they're not going to be in the same town that they went missing in. You could very well go, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and see Amy in Barbados. That's not Curacao where she was. You just know when
1: I'm there, I will be looking. Is
0: that where you're going? Where are you going on your cruise? Um... (laughs) Okay. Well, if you go to Curacao, let me know. But I'm not going to lie. Like, when I hear Amy's story, and anytime I go back, I I remember hearing and I remember distinctly watching this episode on Unsolved Mysteries. I was an Unsolved Mysteries freak. I absolutely believe and I still believe Robert Stack when he tells me I could help solve a mystery. Like, I (laughs) think that I am destined to solve a mystery, whatever it is. I like just feel it in my bones i can see that i and so i remember watching this episode and like hearing this story and i just i i don't know it's just so frustrating to me because i totally lost my train of thought she
1: just makes this one makes me feel like you could there's so much more evidence about her sightings Mm -hmm. that you could if you just look at her face for just a second and if she comes up to you at a bar or wherever a club and she's like hey i'm amy and you're like
0: what and then boom mystery is completely solved if someone came up to me and like Okay, let's just play a scenario out. Say that I'm never going to be in a brothel, but say I'm in a brothel and someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, my name's Amy Lynn Bradley. Okay, like, nice to meet you, Amy. Where are you from? Do you need something? I think me now that I am now as a person that I am now, if I ever were to step foot in that, I'm over here like, where are you from? What's your mom's name? Do you need help? Can I rescue you? Do we need to beat someone up? How are we getting you out of here? But that's my mentality now. Like if I, you know what I mean? I I think for
1: me personally, it would be very like, what is she? Like in my head, I'd be like, what is going on? I'm going to play this out here and be nice, but
0: what is happening you but also I mean? too, google was still google was around when this guy so i think for me i would have been like well, let's just google amy lynn bradley well, oh my god Well, she was saying okay. like hey i need help that's my like, other thing. Like, if someone <laughs> says they need help, and you know they're an American, and they're giving you your them, maybe he forgot the name. I forget everything, so I can imagine that he, you know, maybe he just in ear out, and he's in a brothel, and he's trying to do whatever he's trying to do there. Mm-hmm. But I think what I was trying to say earlier was this case makes me want to go to Curacao. Like, it makes me want to go to the Caribbean and just and. What's canvas on th- just yeah. canvas
1: just sit there and people watch
0: but you have to realize she's not 23 anymore she's much much older at this point point. and if we think for a second that sh- those uh, those photos that were sent to her family are her and she looks drastically older in just that short amount of time yeah she's how many times have different. i said this when you're in this lifestyle it is rough It is brutal. It is going to age you. And that's not even if you're adding in drugs and substance abuse and alcohol and all the things. Right When you add all that in, she's not going to look the same.
1: I'm honestly really surprised, too, that after four years or if she's still reaching out to people, how she's still able to, like say her name you know what i mean like usually they
0: they break you down
1: i I have they break you down and make you give you a new name right Mm -hmm. uh, yeah she's still fighting though because she will probably go up to anybody and be like my name is amy
0: (laughs) yeah she's not she sounds like a a freaking fighter i mean she is anyone who gets thrown into this lifestyle is not you know what i mean you got to you got to buck up real quick and it sounds like she's fighting for her life and if that if we believe the taxi driver and that it was her when she got off the boat that day and she's running to find a phone like she's Mm -hmm. running for her life
1: just crazy
0: It's sad. It
1: can happen to anybody. It can. And she
0: was on a family vacation with her parents. So just be mindful of that, guys. Like, from what my opinions on this case, like, I think Alistair Douglas, the bass player for the band, I think he's involved. I've read that there were a lot of... um, foreign oil rigs around the area so a lot of people have speculated that maybe they were involved i don't know about that but what i do know is i think that alistair is involved i think that she was targeted from the get-go to
1: uh, at least the crew members there were some crew members that knew something this is what's wild to me she was kidnapped out of her
0: room Mm Mm-mm she wasn't no they believe that she walked she out of her room okay. and then in the morning hours like when she left her room is when she encountered Alistair and the witnesses oh, saw okay, her okay. coming yeah sorry I should have been a little bit more specific about that that's But good. from but my understanding that's what happened she left her room to go have a smoke break possibly take sunrise photos at some point her dad it, sees her, too, right? Yeah, well, he sees, like, her legs. Okay. But it's her. I'm, right. I'm not going right, to deny right, that. Right, I right. think it's her. It's just so, like, it it's... But, yes, she leaves... It's a leaves, ship.
1: It's an enclosed space. And they had to keep her
0: hidden until they made port, And right? people need to... But they were only, like, at the time her dad last saw her to when she he's like freaking out. It wasn't very, or I'm sorry, from the time her dad last saw her to when the boat docks was not that long of a time. You know what I mean? They were already coming into the port. But you also have to remember, this is 1998. 1998 way well, okay, yeah. before 9 eleven so all of you young kids out there who don't realize <laughs> Megan I, wasn't I forget even you're born that yet, so oh my
1: God <laughs> I wasn't even born
0: okay I was and I fully remember the the late 90s completely um but this is pre-9 eleven I remember when anyone could go into the airport you didn't have to have a ticket it was like you know mom's coming home let's all go to the airport my point with that is security was lax back then okay not yeah. that i think it's stellar now but whatever probably wasn't any cameras either right um well funny that you mentioned that uh there was a photographer that was paid by the cruise line to take like video and stuff that was going to be showcased. um the last night of the cruise of just all the things that had happened and he was reached out by, like, the head of the security on the cruise line to turn over all of his, like, recordings. And he was like, no, I never give my master's out. And he was like, well, the, F- the security person was like, well, the FBI wants them.'" And this guy, Chris Fenwick, I think is his name, basically is like, well, you can have the FBI call me. FBI never called this dude. He doesn't think anything of it until he also watches Amy's story on or yeah, watches Amy's story on TV, at which point he reaches out to the Bradleys and is like, have you seen this? Like, I have video of that night of Amy dancing with the band guy and we'll post that video on our blog as well. Now, as far as video on surveillance on the boat, I have not seen anything that says that there was, so probably not. Right. I think now, in today's times, yes, I do think that they have them, but back then, I don't think they did. Now, one of the theories I read was that she was basically smuggled off the boat, which... In 1998, probably even nowadays, I know It'd I know people who easy. have smuggled stuff on and off cruise ships. It's not that hard. I am not condoning this behavior, and I am not admitting that I have ever done this. But I do know firsthand people that have smuggled alcohol. I, I do too. So drugs. I do too. Like so. Now I understand that's not a person, but it's, I've read that whenever they were docking in these spots, they would, you know, laundry thing, like, you know, their buckets, those like, what are those things called that like you have, like a big crate thing and you're toting it around, like it's got wheels.
1: With the mop in it?
0: No, 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 no. Like a big, (laughs) you know whatever crap you throw. Like have you ever been in like a hotel and they have like those big things that are scrolling, like they've got wheels and you throw a bunch of crap in it and then like push it, whatever. I'm just saying she could have been smuggled off one of those. She could have been smuggled off the boat. I, I personally think that's what happened. I personally think that those anonymous source photos that came out, I 100% in my opinion, believe that they are Amy. I 100% believe that she was, is the victim of human trafficking. I think that that was probably her that David Carmichael saw. I definitely mm-hmm. think that the petty officer, petty chief officer, at the Navy. Um, and honestly, the sketch that the lady provided that saw her in the bathroom to me also looks like Amy. So. I don't know. That's where I stand on it. I think. It, I think she definitely was human trafficked. A hundred percent. And, and I, she could still be in the area, or she could be uh, anywhere right. else. I think that that. I
1: think that she was human trafficked for sure. I but I think that they they left her in the Caribbean's. Island yeah. hopping. I don't think that
0: they moved her anywhere else. I think she's still there. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The bar they wanted to take her to that night, same bar that Natalie Holloway was at when she went missing. Now, I'm going to be honest, uh, Natalie Holloway is the same age as me, and I remember that case when it came out, like, vividly, but I do not know the ins and outs of her case. I don't believe that they ever found her body, but I know that they charged a guy, I I believe, Mm -hmm. but maybe she was human trafficked as well
1: like and that was a hub or what are, like a yeah. stopping point Hot spot. Yeah. yeah
0: well caribbean guys <laughs> let's let's not forget a little man named jeffrey epstein and his little peto island that was not far right. from the same area <laughs> <Right>. like I, <laughs> just I feel like you could bang your head against a wall with some of this but yeah, that's where I stand. Do you have any other thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? I don't think so. But when I go on my cruise, I I will be keeping an eye out for sure. Definitely. And not just for Amy, for anyone. And I think right, exactly. that advice should go to anyone when you, I've said it before, when you go on vacations, when you're traveling, be mindful of, and, and don't be looking for someone that's... Like obvious. Dressed right. to the nines. And right. I mean... You know, we all kind of tend to like shun away from the homeless and, you know, the less fortunate and the people panhandling. But for me, when I see them, I try to see if they look like someone from a missing poster I've seen because they could be, they could be, they, they are someone's loved one mm-hmm. and they could be missing. Right. And you just don't know it. Yeah sad amy lynn bradley was last seen on march 24th 1998 on board the royal caribbean cruise liner rhapsody of the sea she is 5'6 and was 115 pounds at the time of her disappearance amy has four tattoos a tasmanian devil with a basketball on her shoulder a sun on her lower back a chinese symbol on her right ankle and a lizard on her navel amy has been missing now for 24 years And anyone with information is asked to call the FBI directly or Interpol or Puerto Rican office at 787-722-3045. All right, guys, before we go, we're going to do our weekly spotlights. First, we have Ariana Amanda Perez. She was last seen December 31st. 2021 she is 17 57 and 105 pounds at her disappearance she has brown eyes reddish brown hair and she has a tattoo of butterflies on her right collarbone she was last seen in phoenix arizona around the 44th street and oak by the park in phoenix she was wearing denim jeans and a pink victoria's secret hoodie Anyone with information about her whereabouts is asked to call the Phoenix Police Department at 602-262-7626. Next, we have Sydney Palmer. She has been missing since September 8th, 2021 from Dallas, Texas. She is 27. She is a female African-American at 5 feet, 100 pounds, black hair, and brown eyes. She was last seen in the 1200 block East 10th Street around 630. Anyone with information is asked to call the Dallas Police Department at 214-671-3001. And last, we have Derek Julian Foster. He has been missing since April 12th, 2020 from Independence, Kansas. He is 39, a black African-American male. 5'9", 190 pounds, black hair, brown eyes. Anyone with information is asked to call the Independence Police at 620-332-1700. If you have a case that you feel we should cover, please reach out to us with that information at info at We know this isn't a crime that only takes place in certain areas and to certain people, and our goal here is to expose this crime by bringing awareness to the missing and helping aid and prevention. It will take all of us to fight and speak out against it to help end this crime. I want to thank you all again for listening and supporting Last Word and Human Trafficking True Crime. I promise I will continue to be loud about the crimes of exploitation, bold in my actions against it, and out there with my awareness through fashion. My hope is that you will be loud in your convictions, bold in your actions, and out there making a change. Stay vigilant, be aware, and remember, the world needs love, not hate.